I would like to make an announcement for those who are not in the know. There is a West Coast draft house that has officially been confirmed that will be occupied by Joel, Sean, and myself. There will be no shorts or pants. Uh, and we will hopefully be establishing some technology that will allow us to look at each other for three straight days uh, in a Big Brother type situation. Uh, so I just didn't want anyone who was worried about it to fret about us not getting a chance to enjoy going to the drafts. We didn't want to be in a Dan, Kevin, Nick situation. So, uh, <laughs> so we're good on the West Coast. Ouch. So please put your worries to bed. <laughs> Do you want me to put this at the front of the podcast? It's like a, like, a, like, a, like a PSA before the start. Like. Yeah, I like it as a pre-roll. Hear thee, hear thee, and welcome in to another Cheap Beer Fantasy Football podcast episode, the third of our series looking back. No, I'm just kidding. We would never do that to Jeff again after last time. (laughs) We do not need another episode like that. Tonight, we're going to go through some potential rule changes to Cheap Beer. We'll decide on whether they can be enacted this year, or if we waited too long and they can be enacted next year, or if they're stupid and we will never enact them, um, get ready for a lot of thoughts from a variety of guests. Because tonight, I'm joined by Mr. Jeff Sweatrag Kimball. The sweat rag is out of reach, so it's uh, it's going to be a, a, a tenuous situation here in the pod. Yikes! But, <laughs> I feel like we're just going to hear droplets of sweat hitting the mic at some point. Uh, yeah, I have the mic poised right under my forehead. It's going to be perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, then we also have Dustin, newly nicknamed Littlefinger, Sylvia on the line. How do you do? And Sean, uh, do you want a nickname, Kelly? Is also on the line. That, I like that. Let's keep that. <laughs> Do you want a nickname? The most Sean nickname. Ever? <laughs> uh, so tonight, yeah, as I mentioned, we are not going through a retrospective any farther. I think we ended up with two hours of retrospectiveness, and that feels like more than enough on six years of fantasy football aptitude, ineptitude whatever you want to call it. But before we move forward, I do have a few housekeeping notes. The first is, unfortunately, our stat lord, or Samuel Tarley, or Brian Roach, was incorrect last episode when he informed me that there were only two members of the cheap, cheapest of beer teams that were Travis Kelsey and Antonio Brown. There are, in fact, four members uh, who have been on there twice. That include Travis Kelsey. They include Antonio Brown. And then do you guys, I guess, Sean, you're not looking at the show notes. Do you have a guess on the other two? 
I may have seen the show notes before. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, no, but no, but guess, Sean. Take, Sean, take a guess. Um, I want to say Lamar Miller and, <laughs> and Cam uh, Newton. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamic duo. Donta Freeman two years after Hard Knocks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> In the ballpark. Tyler Lockett. Uh, yeah, that's a low blow. And David Johnson. That's even worse. Especially when I end up getting him again. I can't wait for that. Uh, but no, they are Todd Gurley uh, in 2017 and 18, and Christian McCaffrey last year. Obviously, he was the best player in cheap beer history and the year before. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the Dame Willard of football. Oh. Currently. It- if he puts up 61 fantasy points in a game, mm, just, mm. ooh. Do you think he has? He might have. I'm sure. I think he, he hit 50 a couple times, I think, last year on Dan's team. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I think 50 is like the highest individual performance I've seen. Yeah, did you guys go over it last time? Did you on the last podcast you guys talked about it? No, because ESPN deleted all of that. Oh. Yeah, we talked about weekly or whatever. I, I really blacked it out. <laughs> I don't know. Tim really loved the uh, trivia aspect of it. He was the only one. Roach was too drunk. Jeff was like, I don't care anymore. And Dustin didn't have headphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I was reading the captions for half of that episode. And let me tell you, it had a very different, very different energy when I was in the edit room. I mean, in trivia's defense, there are very few things that are as wonderful as an excited Tim Loftus. <laughs> That's true. So I think... I think trivia should stay solely for that. That's very fair. And he was good at it. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He, got, he knocked it out of the park every time. Just what he does. But going back to Christian McCaffrey, uh, I think we should announce how we're doing the draft choices this year. Because unlike last year, we're going back to the tried and true. We're going back to smashing for drafting. What is a better way to figure out our draft order than through Super Smash Brothers? So Jose is going to be our entertainment correspondent and bring up Nintendo Wii, Wii U, I don't know, whatever one, um, and the, the newest Super Smash Brothers. So once this podcast posts, we're going to go down the line um, and I will reach out to each of you individually, probably earlier than most of you will actually listen to this uh, and get characters. Um, And it's going to go in order. Uh, So Kevin is going to be up first and I will be the one picking last. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get it right the first time and not have to start the smashed competition over because Brandon forgot to exclude items. That's true. Yeah. Or mess up the groups. But for a reminder, uh, the groups will be Kevin and Jose and Joel and myself, because it's first place, second place, 11th place, 12th place. And then I don't remember after that who was third and fourth and whatever. I'll look. Uh, Brandon, for the kids at home, will we be provided a, which Super Smash this is and which characters we can choose? Uh, you will not be told which characters you can choose because I don't want to give away 
who has already chosen what, but if you pick a character that's already taken, I will tell you. Okay, yeah, it's just I'm not I'm not super familiar with the franchise, so I don't want to be like. I think uh, Peach is usually the best. <laughs> I will, I will go the... Peach all day. I was gonna say Yoshi. If Yoshi's still around. no, that's Joel's pick, right? Doesn't Joel go Yoshi? Oh yeah. What is the what are the uh, the mountain climbers or the ice climbers? Yeah, ice or climbers. Yeah. Jeff, didn't you take the ice climbers from me last year or two years ago? Someone took them right in front of me in the in the order. Oh, when Brandon told me that. I was furious. Oh, my poor baby. Jose won the the one year we did it, right? Yeah. He always picks Meta Knight or something. This may be for a different pod, but I would love when we can all be together to have a skills-based draft order selection. Mm. One that one that involves who can drink the most, <laughs> which will easily give me the number one overall pick. <laughs> yeah. See, I think we should all have to wear roller skates and then have a 40-yard dash. <laughs> through grass yeah i mean all of these sound plausible the only other thing i would say is for this i feel like we have to do stock right for like live instead of time does anyone know what i'm talking about yeah lives yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i know what you're talking about somehow yeah i don't know i i am not a big fan normally of the stock method because it just allows someone to hide on the map and win and i like kills it's a strategy yeah but i feel like it's more fun to watch when you know how many lives you have yeah because every time you die it hits a little harder yeah do we think five lives four lives four 20 lives maybe four five yeah Yeah, let's just you know (laughs) seven maybe nine move it fast yeah so 12 12 yeah so so what do we think? Four or five? You can decide Four. Now. Four? My vote's five. Fuck you, Dustin. Four's not enough to get the momentum going, you know? You gotta get in a rhythm. Fine, five. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, truly do not give a shit. <laughs> watch, him come, watch him face Jeff in the championship and four lives goes down and, and Jeff wins on the fifth. <laughs> Alright, it's five lives, man. That's, it is what it five is. Lives. I mean, I guess I should ask our entertainment correspondent jose and see what he says but we already decided so it's five it'll be five lives um hold on i'm trying to pull up my internet's not great right now so hopefully i don't break up during this but it's trying to pull up the order of last year so we can know what the groups will be so anyway (laughs) love lift us up where we belong where the eagles fly on a mountain high That was perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. So in pod one, it'll be Kevin, Jose, Joel, and myself. Pod two will be Dan and Mike and Jeff and Nick. Oh, fuck yes. And pod three will be Tim, Roach, Dustin, and Sean. Yes. It's like my dream pod. (laughs) (laughs) 
let's dive a little deeper into that. <laughs> <laughs> so then once a winner, second, third, and fourth has been determined, they will be reseeded, and that's how we will do draft order. As a reminder, no one will be playing, just drinking. And we'll live stream it so uh, anyone can watch in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right on the Cheap Beer website? Oh, my God. Do you think we can do that? I wonder. But it's through Podbean. I don't know if they have that capability. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time you say it. <laughs> it still sounds like a mix of two companies made it into one fake one. I love it. I love that Bean's in it. It makes me laugh. Um, yeah, I don't think I can do that. I don't think it does video. It'll just be the audio. <laughs> <laughs> just hear a lot of slurping and grunting. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the only other thing uh, that I was going to say. I mean, I can't believe, guys, that we're two weeks away. I think I, I mentioned this before we got on the air, but I, I feel like I was really into football like a month ago, and now it's like tapered off because hockey and basketball and Champions League are all back, and I forgot that we're two weeks away from drafting. You usually have a nice little gear up into hard dogs, which will be a theme of this show, but um, the fact that they have two teams... Are they paying you? I can't wait to see how this theme gets tied in. Well, there's two teams now, so just remember, Austin Eckler is on one of those teams, so. Oh, baby. He's a sleeper this year. Second round sleeper. <laughs> Are you taking him the first round, Sean? Just be honest. Maybe. I bet you do. I, I do, too. Let's see where the chips fall. If you're anything past four, you're taking Austin Eckler. Let's just see what let's just see what happens, you know. Chris McCaffrey's due for a regression here. So. <laughs> uh. Oh, also the only other thing I was going to mention is, since there was a tie on whether or not to add an extra draft spot, and putting aside Joel's terrible idea to cut rosters <laughs> by two, uh, do we do we even want to talk about that? Guys, hear me out. That was the terrible. anger. The anger was so good. <laughs> He deserves a chance to explain himself. No, that's not how we work. <laughs> that was awful. I was like, what? This is, uh, I don't know. But anyways. Joel, get on the pod and defend yourself. Yeah, that's true. Joel, if you want to come on next time, we have a pod to defend yourself. Um, that will not be discussed beyond right now. But I am going to input an IR spot. So I know Jeff and Dustin are going to be pissed. But uh, Sean, I don't know how you voted. I think you voted with them. I think I voted for an extra spot. Oh, nice. I'm all about the... Perfect. So I am going to do an IR spot, but I'm going to try and monitor how it's utilized. Like I want it to only be utilized for like COVID related. So like if a guy breaks his leg and you put him on the IR after a while and be like, you got to get him out of there. Does that make sense? Yeah. It just reaffirms why I hate it. Yeah. But what if it's, doesn't that leave room for gray area? Yeah. If it's COVID related, but but he's also got a broken leg. Yeah. Also, are we, are we going to have a chance to defend ourselves? Or is this just a tyrannical despot rule of Lord Commissioner? Uh, I like the idea of being able to defend yourself. Yeah. If you can give like a good rationale for why uh, David Johnson is in your IR <laughs> slot for seven weeks, <laughs> then I think it should be, it should be warranted. This feels like a slippery slope to dictatorship. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your name is literally Lord Commissioner. I feel like you're on the right path. 
Will the chance of we want Dustin back soon be a thing? Oh my god, can you imagine? I hate 40-yard field goals, so I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for Commissioner Sylvia. <laughs> I stand for chaos and anarchy. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, I'm adding an IR spot. You guys can deal with it. Half of the league will be happy. The other half, I mean, who really cares? Pure democracy. Oh, that is pure democracy. What the fuck are you talking about? That, no, I, I was being completely genuine. That is just democracy in a nutshell. You're going to have half of the people upset and half of the people sort of pleased. Are we forming two parties as we speak? <laughs> we, literally, we literally have a West Coast and East Coast draft this year, so things feel like it's going that way. And then we have a, a European person and a Midwestern. Or... Yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly the motto of America, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Not if you're white and wealthy, dude. That's, yeah, but if you're in the Midwest, like, no one really cares. Sean, before we get started, I did want to know what your reaction was, because there was a long tangent about uh, the Denver Broncos D getting negative <laughs> nine points. Oh. Do you have any recollection of that night? So I, I remember it, a lot of it in detail, and a lot I blacked out for, for, for specific purposes, but I, <laughs> I think it was right around Christmas? When, when, when would the championship be? Right, late yeah, I think around Christmas. I'm back from New York, and I'm home, and I'm like watching TV with my parents, like, and Denver D, it was like, was the number one defense that year. They were like, they were the unstoppable defense. And I was tied with Joel going into that game. So what championship would ever be decided on bench points? And I think I had like a Denver running back, also like a backup who was might have played, because I always have Denver running backs because they're just so mediocre. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm not gonna leave I'm not gonna leave this to bench points, so I'll I'm so, I'll just play the defense. I'll get a point. And I remember watching it and just like just fucking Thing after thing, they just stunk so bad. What happened? What did Alex Smith do? I, I'm, you know what? The, I went to go look at the stats, and it didn't even look like they got a lot of points put up against them. Like, I know. Alex Smith, I think, had like a touchdown or two. I think a running back had one or two. But the final score was like 30-something to 12. So I I don't know. I think, I think there should maybe be an asterisk on that year. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ESPN wiped all the records clean, so I don't know why, but... Uh. I feel like Joel uh, convinced them to wipe the records. It's like they've forgotten about it for long enough. Get it out of there. Of course, those are the days like I took a bus back home, so I'm on like a four-hour ride bus home, excited for the championship. I'm like talking to my mom literally through the game, and then all of a sudden they just blew it. Talking about the money I'm going to win, I'm going to spend it. And I, back then, I was broke. I was going to pay for me to like maybe take an Amtrak back instead of a bus. So. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. This context makes it so much better. <laughs> so it was, it was an angry Christmas. I think my brother won that year, so he's sitting next to me just chirping uh, me the whole time. About uh, just getting Nick chirps on your dad. Uh, not Nick chirps. Angry chirps, just like really hitting your deep in your soul. Oh, <laughs> Something only a brother can do. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved out to the West Coast. Uh, I don't have uh, like a, a fun transition to that because the next thing on here is you have the lowest scoring week ever. And I wanted your reaction to that. 
<laughs> Jesus, you just kick him while he's down. What are you, Nick? God. Oh, my computer's down. No, it's good. <laughs> um, so think about this strategy-wise. <laughs> you you want to really put your, your worst foot forward at the beginning of the year. You, you want you really <laughs> you, the best waiver wire pick is going to happen after that first week. So you really want to load up on your best person. Put yourself in low position. One game doesn't really matter. You pick the cream of the crop in the, the waiver wire, and then you you go on a hot streak <laughs> from there, and eventually find yourself in second place, losing in the championship. So that's a valid argument. I'll take it. I hate how much sense that made. No, I I really have no idea what happened that year. I think I had like I I reached that year for a ton of like high ceiling, low floor people. So I think all of that just like put up deuces. So, well, wasn't that when you drafted? Wasn't that this year when you drafted Antonio no. and that happened? Oh, oh, I mean that might have been his strategy this year, but that didn't happen this year. It's been my strategy for a couple of years, but I think it was two years ago because I think Rock Flag and Eagle was two. But I don't know. It's just one of those days like the quarterback just didn't do shit, and the, one of my running backs got hurt, and Ryan Fitzgerald didn't wake up until like week eight. So. Yeah, you're the only person to not have broken 50 points. I mean, week one is always a crapshoot in the NFL. So It's true. That was just uh, bullet points on, on you as a manager because you're like tied for the, the best record and you have the worst one week in cheap beer history. And I think it was to Tim too, right? Who has like a record of like eight and two against me. So yeah, it's just kind of kind of fitting that it fell that way. Uh, yeah, that's true. What is what is what about Tim? Can you not just get your players to see him as a, a threat? You know, it's like every week you you think you're gonna outdo the other person, especially like I don't know. You see my record. I'm pretty good over the last couple of years. So every time <laughs> Tim, every time Tim comes around, each year he gets a little worse. I get a little bit more nervous. So I think this year though. What division is he in? Is he in the hard division or the easy division? He's in the easy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind, man. You have one chance to prove yourself this year, Sean. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that division. I do too, Jeff. I'm really happy. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. I think you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's going to be way more even than you think. Okay. I think Nick is going to go like 12 and 3 for three straight years. <laughs> and the rest of us are going to be terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like the NFC East, their first one in nine wins. Right? Yeah, yeah. Make, make the playoffs. Then, you know what? Be better. Fair. <laughs> That's the one way at it. Just get better at it. Who are you, Melania? <laughs> or wait, what is her? Does it be better? Be best. Be best. It's a very, very political podcast. And I, I immensely enjoy it. <laughs> That's all I think about these days, so. I just like Brandon's politically leaning tweets, uh, and that's my contribution. You do. You're a pretty consistent like on those. <laughs> You're like, well, I'll get one at least. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, Jeff didn't like. He must not have been on Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. Uh, enough recapping. I'm getting Sean's thoughts on sort of what we're talking about. recapping? It's been 24 minutes. Holy shit. Well, it hasn't been recapping. We got the Super Smash stuff out of the way and the corrections. But the, the first rule change, and I think the four of us talked about this like two months ago, is Keeper Leagues. I think all four of us are in favor of Keeper Leagues. Yes. So, you guys have all had time to think about this. What is your preferred method 
to have a keeper league moving forward. So I'm in another league with Dustin's dad and Dustin. I like that and Dustin was like a small add-on. <laughs> I'm in a league with Dustin's dad and Dustin. League with Big Finger and Little Finger. Dustin's, <laughs> Dustin's there too. And, uh, and Kern. And Art. Um. <laughs> and Jan, don't forget Jan. And Jan. and Jan, who's a guy, by the way. <laughs> Jan Goldstein. Oh my god. <laughs> From Denver, Colorado. Dude, get him in our league. Sorry, Wayne, if you're listening to this. So they they pick one person at the end of the year. Like you just get to keep one person, and I honestly hate it so much. <laughs> I think like I, I I almost wish you aren't allowed to keep your first round pick. I like that that gets thrown into the mix every year because the best part about the draft is guessing who your first pick is going to be. Whereas the best keeper league I've seen is my brother's league where they get, well, we'll get there eventually, but they get two keepers. One has to be after the second round and then one has to be after the sixth round. So each keeper that you pick, say you pick someone in the second round, that keeper becomes your first round pick. So say you pick, you know, Nick Chubb or someone who goes off this year who's going to be a top five pick. But you pick him in the second round this year, he's now your first round pick, and you don't have a first round pick next year. So, but then it gives you another opportunity to pick a person who might be like a rookie or, you know, someone in their second year who has a huge ceiling who might go off. You might take a chance on them because, you know, over the offseason, you might hear that his top receiver goes and he's now the number one and he's primed to become this big talent. Now, your seventh round pick, you're trading in a sixth round pick for that person. So, I almost like the idea of leaving keepers to the back end of the draft, like um, after the second or after the sixth. But that's just my thoughts. Mm. How does he do that? Does he do it through ESPN or do they do a live draft? They do Yahoo. They've been using Yahoo for a while. But I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He's not the commissioner, so yeah. Um, it's something they've been doing for like three or four years. Yeah, I don't know how I would do that in ESPN at least. Because just so everyone listening knows, ESPN, the way they do keepers, is you save a player. It's like what Sean was saying he hates. You save a player, and that player is your first-round pick. Uh, And if you don't save a player, then you have a round before everyone else. So it just – I hate it, too, because it just keeps the good players from ever being available. So I – the way that I like it is wherever you take – said person so for your example if you took nick chubb in the third round you would then lose your second round pick the next year so you move up around um each year uh that you keep the person and i think sean had mentioned like having a limitation on how many years you can keep a particular player which i also like but i i just feel like that at least rewards people for taking like a high or a low player and, and lucking out, but doesn't necessarily ruin, you know, like Zeke will still be there because he's in the first two rounds every year. And if you want to save him, sure, but you don't necessarily have to if you want the value. I like that. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, Dustin, unless you had something you wanted to say. No, I was just going to say I liked it the first time it was presented like two months ago, and I, I like it now. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I agree. But the only caveat that I'll float is, even though the first overall pick is is like really cursed, it's really fun to see the fight for it. Like in like draft order, whatever competition we have for that. So I would I, I feel like losing the first round would be kind of a bummer. 
Um, but I do, I do love the idea of a keeper, but I really like it based on the idea of finding a diamond in the rough and getting rewarded for that. I don't really know what that tangibly looks like, but that's, that's the way I would like keepers to go. Yeah. I like that too. I think we're in agreement on that. Um, I don't know if I like two keepers, Sean. Yeah. I like the idea of one keeper. Yeah, Yeah, I do too. That totally works. Hey, let's walk before we run. Am I right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's taken us six years to even get this conversation because I was so against it. So are we saying you can't keep someone in the first round? or No, you could. You can still. Okay. I think if we do it then, we, we need to we make sure we, like, if we don't do the keeper this year, we need to establish it before draft order gets picked next year because if someone gets that number one pick and they get McCaffrey for two years... Or three years, you know, that's that's going to set the domino effect of what people can and cannot pick. And granted, he might not be the best, but there's always been like, oh, running back is usually the best for like two or three years. And granted, it, may, it might be a mix here and there, but... Yeah. Would you then say that you shouldn't be able to keep a first round? I, I mean, I almost like that better because everyone gets a first round pick no matter what. And then yeah. it's luck of the draw of how it happens... And then you just have to play your cards right. You have to pick between your third round pick, who now is going to be a second round pick this year. Or do I take this guy on Atlanta who might have a huge year and trade up from a seventh pick to a sixth pick? Like you really have to get strategic at that point. But if you have four running, four or five of the top running backs on everyone's teams, like, or do you give up Saquon for, or, you know, like a Zeke or a McCaffrey? Like, I think a lot of people are going to pick their first round picks because, you, you, it's, it's your best bet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I completely, completely agree. No surprises there. Uh, I do not think the keeper should come in the first round. Absolutely not. Because you run into that big issue of players like McCaffrey getting taken off. Although it is funny where you have somebody with a cliff like Todd Gurley who, you know, you put you, you get him in the first round when he's booming and then keep him and then big time bust. Uh, so, so there is that, but I think overall it's better to just not have it in the first round. Yeah, so here's the thing with that, I think. I think you start with that because we can control where we start. But once we start doing it, like every year after that, what's going to end up happening is the first round is going to be composed of people like, say, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, whatever his name is. You know, he gets picked in the second round this year. Maybe becomes one of the best running backs. He's a first round pick next year. You can protect him next year. You're protecting a first round pick, even though we didn't intentionally mean for that to happen. It could happen, but I think we can set the precedent, at least for the first time we do it, that you can't pick a first rounder. But then every year after that, we kind of have to just be like, people just got to see value. That's a good point. Yeah, because at some point then, like, we're just letting people keep mediocre talent on their roster. And like, I think part of the fun of having a keeper is like a guy who really killed it for you. You get to keep him because you enjoyed what he did. Or if your team's terrible, like mine, you don't keep anyone and start over. <laughs> oh yeah. Then, then what does that do? If you don't keep someone, do you just like, how does that work then? I think you like, if we're doing it the way that we're talking about it, then you just draft normal. Yeah. You would just draft normal. Yeah. Cause you don't sacrifice around. So you just pick that round. Yeah. Every round, which is great. Cause then it's like, if you worst case, you just get a first round pick like normal. And so, Sean, with your idea, would that we then have to not allow people to keep their second round pick? Or you're saying that's okay, but you would lose your first round pick? 
Well, yeah. So you you would lose your first round pick because the second rounder is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're just saying that first round of the first time we we figure out uh, keepers, you you wouldn't be able to keep that one. Like if we did it this year, whoever goes in the first twelve is not would not be able to be kept the next year. Correct. But this is the only year. I'm saying this is the only year we can do that. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to get strategic then. Yeah. Like you you mentioned, Dustin, that LSU running back and some of these these young guys who were primed to become those new running backs. Dude, before. Lamar Jackson. I would sacrifice my fifth round pick for Lamar Jackson to keep him. Yeah, that's year. why it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first round rule is good for the first time. And then after that, it's just going to be people getting value for mid rounders. Yep. Yeah. Completely agree. All right. So that's four votes. We'd need three more people. Would you guys want keepers to start? this year or because it's a weird year you wouldn't want it to start i think next year this year is weird uh, especially with the bullshit ir slot which is already fucking everything up so i think well i was at the draft arguably could be normal because at that point it'll be like everything's just pretend happening so even if we draft teams we could have at least the the season wouldn't be a loss entirely if it got if it stopped like week two we could at least have our teams to start with the keeper thing next year yeah so it wouldn't be such a waste, you know what I mean? Because the draft still happened. I'm fine moving forward with it if we can get I agree. It. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, why wait? Uh, who knows? Maybe someone will keep Damian Williams <laughs> for next year. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, a lot of fantasy content I've been reading uh, lately has been advocating moving from a full point PPR to half a point. Um, because there is such a premium on wide receivers, or not a premium, but they score so much. So most of the time our flexes are wide receivers. It's basically a third wide out spot. And this would allow running backs to claim some value back. What are your thoughts on moving from one point to half point? I think it goes against your Adam Silver message from two weeks ago about wanting, giving the people what they want, which is higher scores. I'm against it. Yeah, I, I I strategically pick receivers who usually get more catches than yards down the later rounds. So I, I'd say I like my one point. What a stupid fucking suggestion. Perfect. How dare, how dare you bring that into this podcast? I'm really glad that that's where we landed because like Dustin said, I want more points. Well, that was easy. Next agenda item. Yeah. <laughs> Moving through that one. 40 yard field goals. Can you just cut this from the podcast, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> Redacted due to stupidity. <laughs> the next one I have here, and this one I think I'm going to end up disagreeing with everyone, Ooh. is waiver bids versus last place first. So the way that this works is right now, at the end of the week, whoever's in last gets the first pick on the waiver wire. However, you can switch it so that everyone has $160 to spend across the 16 weeks. And all of us can bid each week for a player, no matter where, what standing you are. And whoever bids the most gets it. But it's only for waivers. So like once the waiver period ends and they're just free agents, you can pick them up without spending money. But I think this adds a lot more strategy. And I guess I'm giving away my position, but... It adds more strategy to waiver wire than just being like, well, 
fucking Roach is last again, so he's going to get first pick. Uh, I have no <laughs> chance of getting this good guy. Yeah, no uh, no mystery where you land on this, you degenerate gambler. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think it could be interesting. I, I, I do think, you know, if you're in the mindset of wanting to change rules, putting this little extra bit into it is entertaining. And, you know, uh, there, are, there are certain weeks where the waiver wire can be an afterthought. Uh, so I think it's good to kind of, like, put a little more, like, credence into the choices that you make especially if there's a dollar value behind it well essentially what, what you're doing here is you're making the waiver wire a little fan duel game yeah why not yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and and you blind bid on yeah basically the people who are available yep so it's just next day you wake up you realize i bid 40 dollars and you only bid 20 and i just overbid by tw- you know yeah so it's really a strategy of what you think people are going to be worth yeah exactly and you know, $160, it's $10 a week. I think there would be a learning curve because like once you run out of your dollars, then you have to wait till free agency opens because you don't, you can't bid on anything. But I think it, I don't like how last place gets rewarded um, with good free agents. I think at some point there should be more strategy because every year Mike just complains about how lucky you have to be. And this gets rid of a lot of that luck. My only question is, where does the money go? To me. No. <laughs> it's fake money. It's fake money. It goes straight to the roulette table at Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you Venmo it to Sean. <laughs> okay, okay. So as long, yeah, if it's fake money, then. I've done, I've done both leagues like this. I've done one like it. I, I do, I like it. Actually, I really do. One thing I do like about the other system is that for like the people who lose their running backs, their their number of big picks up front, they tend to fall early, like in the first couple of weeks. So it gives them an option to kind of rebuild where I guess. And then again, they could just strategy wise, just bid higher on people they think are going to be a good replacements. But um, I think you'll see like a top tier, like a four or five people who start to run away with like the clear leaders. Whereas I think this other way we're doing it now helps even it out and keep it a little bit even throughout the season, which kind of makes it interesting. But then again, if you're doing well and none of your people getting hurt and these people who are picking up Kansas City backups who are killing it, then you're going to hate those people. So uh, my vote would actually be to keep it the way it is, but I I see merit in both. Interesting. All right. Well, it was a good discussion. I think I'm going to throw that one out there. My vote's definitely for the the bidding system because like Jeff says, I like to gamble. (laughs) <laughs> i'm i'm abstaining currently i haven't made up my mind boo do you want more arguments is that what you're you're hoping for i don't know i just gotta think on it give it a good old thing yeah why do you what why do you put it to a poll and see what everybody else says so so dustin can crowdsource his his answer yeah exactly and now that <laughs> facebook shows how people vote it's a lot i like that better than stupid espn where i can't see who voted for what this isn't you don't get to hide in the ballot box here baby oh baby so this one isn't on the sheet but i'm I'm thinking about it now you know how we reward the highest performing week you know 20 bucks for if you score the highest what do you guys think about no punishing the lowest scoring week no no. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Wait, what, what kind of punishment do? would that involve? Like taking more money away? <laughs> are we gonna like 
paddle whoever gets last place. It, they ha they it adds it to the pot, or it can add it to the uh, the merch. I like the idea in theory, but we can't even properly punish the person who finishes last place <laughs> overall. So I don't. How about the loser? It's a system based on failure. The loser each week, you have to, uh, the winner gets to call a pizza to their house and they have to pay for it. Cool, but I got they can pizza. do it whenever they want. Feels like the loser wins. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> All right, this is this backs up my theory of just tanking each week. Don't make your money work, but pizza. How about 0 and 12? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a meat lover's uh, deep dish. Or like five pizzas, a lot of pizzas. Run up that bill, baby. Oh God! All right. Well, it was just a thought. I brought it up to Tim once, and he he laughed too. So I guess it's just a yeah. Nice I think show. it's a silly thought. You should put that one back in where it came. All right, well, I'm just saying, like, we, we reward good people, but we, uh... Don't punish bad. Yeah. Right, because we're not communists. <laughs> Everybody gets equal wins. <laughs> <laughs> Share your players. The maintenance will continue until morale improves. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am personally excited to yell at you for the next... Yes! The next my favorite role. one. My passion project. Oh my god, I despise you. No tight ends. I'm so tired of tight ends and how fucking terrible they are. And I have to waste a spot on my roster by starting some guy who I pray to God catches a touchdown so he scores nine points. It's It makes me so mad that I have to waste a roster spot on <laughs> such garbage. Only for that reason, I, I want it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, 100% just to piss off Brandon, I'm in on the tight ends. In addition to all my other reasons. The solution's simple. Just draft a good tight end, you dingus. Yeah, man. Travis Kelsey. There you go. There are fucking two tight ends, and I don't want to waste a, an early draft pick by drafting a guy who's going to score 200 points on the year. Darren Waller and David Nyoku. And uh. those are your those are your draft picks. It, like I'm looking at the back, the the last years of the cheapest beer teams, and half the time the defense, our defenses, score more points than tight ends. Like what? Like it's stupid. It's called strategy. No, it's it's not. It's called wasting a roster spot for a guy who gets two targets a game. Yes, you're minimizing you're minimizing your losses. Like it's it's one hundred percent strategy. You may not like it, but that's what it is. But there's more strategy in having a an extra flex spot where you have to figure out who you're gonna put in there. I'm just gonna put a tight end just to spite you. I just feel like there's more strategy in the flex, an extra flex, than there is in drafting a tight end. It makes me just, so mad. Just okay, keep the tight ends and just hide them in your COVID spot on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> and then your problem solved. <laughs> COVID spot. The official COVID spot. The official COVID spot of 2020. God. <laughs> Sponsored by Keystone Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. If no one thinks it's, no one's going to vote with me. I got like five votes. Last year, some teams roll out with double tight end lineups. I've seen it. Roachy's done it. I've done it. Yeah, Tim's and Roach it. was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say it was good. He just we just said he did it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Proving my point. Possible. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, anyway, you're wrong. Anyway, it just makes me so mad. I hate it so much.
Year of the tight end. This year, baby. I hate it. Oh, so many I tight mean, ends. I mean, I'm going to be the last one to draft a tight end because it's the stupidest position. And I hate it. And you're probably going to lose because of it. <laughs> that's exactly what you do every year, and that's why you hate them. No, I've spent a fourth-round pick on a tight end the last two years, and I've been terrible, and Who? so I'm done with it. Who were they? Fucking um, O.J. Howard one year, or last year, and he was terrible. Oh. And... I forget who it was two years ago. It was some fucking I shouldn't have picked guy. someone with a apparently glass leg. Also, that's not an indictment of the position as much as the manager. No, it's an indictment of the position when you're looking at the amount they score and defenses score more. Well, guess you should have picked Austin Hooper. Ooh, the hoop. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> there is a silent majority with me who's going to eventually get rid of the tight ends. And you guys are going to look <laughs> stupid. Because we want more flex spots. We want more options. I'm tired of being stuck with Jonu Smith or Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle. Hey, like, Eric Ebron's pretty decent. Oh my god, he sucks no, so not. much, man. He's so bad. He was good for like five weeks one year, like two years ago. And like an extra flex spot, Kelsey still gets drafted early. Kittle gets drafted early. Andrews, Ertz, like all of them would still have value. It's just the shitty ones. Vance McDonald no longer has a team. Thank God. Like that's just what I want to get rid of. <laughs> Is this all about Vance McDonald? The amount of times I had to play him last year where he had two catches for 15 yards. I like the name Vance McDonald. My God. My <laughs> God. Also, Matt Barry won't shut up about Vance McDonald. He's always high on him every year. <laughs> no points. I go by I go by the Brandon rule of thumb, where you do the opposite of what Matt Barry says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one year he told me Dante Moncrief was a top ten receiver. I picked him and dropped him week three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really think more flex adds more fun. I'm just saying, I'm trying. Going back to your earlier point, Dustin, I'm just trying to get higher scores. I'm trying to add in silver here. Getting rid of tight ends and adding a flex. I appreciate a good tight end, so I'm going to have to stick with my gut on this one. I've heard that you appreciate a good tight end, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might draft Greg Olson and put him on my IR spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> he might be a Patriot by the end of the year. You know? uh, yes, please. Oh my god. Alright, this next one is less of an argument than more of a, I don't know, a question on your willingness to, to leave ESPN now that they've gotten rid of our metrics. I use this app Sleeper for my other league that I'm in from with friends from home. And it allows for the keeper league that we discussed earlier, where you can just have someone miss a spot where ESPN doesn't, and so we'd have to go by an honor system which I think is going to be really hard when all of us are drunk and someone inevitably in round seven drafts someone that's supposed to be taken and we have to figure out what to do. It has in-app messaging. So for people like Mike and Tim who never pay attention to what's happening, it's a lot easier for them because it's in the app. So that's my, my pitch. It's fun. Uh, you get like little mascots who can do dances during the game, which I love. Ooh, that's it. I think it's hilarious. I'm sold. Say no more. But will it cr- will it will it crash week one when it's overloaded on the servers like ESPN? <laughs> I, I, I look forward to that every year, not getting a score for 45 minutes. 
Yeah, how little will I be able to follow my team throughout the season? If you if you recommend it, honestly, yeah, I mean, nothing, no ties to ESPN. I think the chat feature, the chat feature is great. I really like it, and it makes trading draft picks really easy. Like like last year in the league that I was in, someone was tanking basically and traded their good player for like a second round draft pick, and you can do that. Can we talk about that as a potential rule? So you can't do it on ESPN. How would you guys feel about trading? I like the idea of trading draft picks now. Very into that. That's a lot of fun. I feel like we're, we're, we're diving in the deep end if we do that and keepers. It's like all of a sudden we're full on basically managing a team and, like that continues. Like a fantasy league? Yeah. <laughs> what know. have you been doing this whole time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't end after the year's over. And you're like, oh, thank God. Try again. Yeah, why do you want football to end? It does end. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, if you have a keeper, and now we're also adding that you can trade future draft picks, it's like, you're really, like, committing to other seasons now. We've been together for six years. How many more? How much more commitment do you need? Put a ring on it, Brandon. <laughs> how are you not getting this hint, dude? I do like the idea of keepers, like, start it, and then maybe we work our way into trading draft picks. Because... I do, too. Yeah. That's good when, like, well, it helps out people, like, end of the year, right? Your team sucks, but you have a really good person, and you know you're not going to keep them. Then you can trade them and get yourself in a better position for the next year. But then we got to be careful about how those trades go down, because then people got to vote on it, all that stuff. And Here's a more valid argument against that, is as someone who's not tanking in that same season, you have a chance to win a championship, then all of a sudden the team that you're playing in the playoffs Someone trades them like Saquon Barkley. There's for still a trade now deadline. You, now you lose. No, there's still a trade deadline. All right. I don't know. I think it's like a, it's a little. It's a lot in a short amount of time. Just well, I, yeah, I don't think we have to do that this year. But I'm just saying that is an option that you can have in this, where ESPN does not include it. Yeah. Moral of the story: I'm very down to move to sleeper. Uh, maybe I'll create the league and invite you guys, but keep the ESPN one. Just to see if and we can like people can enter the the app and see if they like it and if they don't then whatever there's no harm no foul. One thing I've thought about this but I don't think there's a good way to do it but I wanted to put it on here. Quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. Period. But it is the least important position in fantasy football, and it's like except tight end. It's kind of <laughs> dumb. It's kind of dumb. That's all I'm saying. So what are you proposing? Get rid of it? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> you're thinking about adding you're thinking about adding two you want to do a second QB don't well so no because we have too many teams and that would just like leave a bunch of teams without a third quarterback to cycle through but you can add this thing called a super flex which includes a quarterback <laughs> I think it kind of plays into the tight end issue of like it's strategy of having to deal with positions that don't net as many points that being said I would like uh, to lead a Mitchell Trubisky-led team to a championship victory. <laughs> so I'm uh, uh, very interested in raising the value of the QB. Do you want to just do six-point touchdowns instead of four? But that doesn't raise uh, – that does raise the value. I take it back. In my dad's league, that's what he does, and it makes them very important. They're like – you can get like 50 points easy with a good QB. I like that. That's interesting. It's fun. It makes like – 
Aaron Rodgers worth a first round pick back in like a few years ago, you know? No, or or this year, Tim Loftus, or this year. <laughs> Tim, we're looking at you, pal. But yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I just I don't like that there's not a lot of value and at this point it's like it's it's hard to want to draft a QB early. So and they're the most important. So it's just something that I would love suggestions on, maybe a six point QB. I think that's really cool. I like that a lot. And it, it plays into the higher scores thing uh thing too, so Yeah. It's true. All right, I like that. Yeah, I like that actually. Because then like say all the good running backs get taken and the receivers and you're towards the back end of the first round, you can then get your quarterback, and then it feels like everyone in the first round gets that super spot locked in, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah, Lamar Jackson becomes basically the Dame Lillard of the NFL. <laughs> How many Dame Lillard <laughs> references? He's making he's making sixty one Dame Lillard references. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get him in. He's got about fifty three to go. <laughs> I mean, did you watch it while you were waiting for the Bruins to come on last night? Oh my god! Crazy. No, I was watching the six overtime game because I couldn't believe they were still playing hockey. The Bruins are on at eight in the morning today. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch for the West Coast. Awesome. When it hit second overtime, I was like, "Sweet Jesus, here we go again." I know it was insane. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so I let I consider the six point one. I I think Superflex is awesome because it's the name's cool. But basically, it's just a flex spot where you can put a quarterback in, too. So it would be dual quarterbacks, but you don't necessarily need to have one. I like that. So I think either of those to try and improve QB value is interesting. And then the other ones, I don't think we ever want to do an auction, right? That's just no. really, that's really no, invested. No. Snake or die, baby. Snake or die. Snake or die. Snake or die. <laughs> Keep going. All right, so we're good there. I don't know how we increase trades. Tim came up with some convoluted thing last year about having you had to cre- like make a trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves that rule. He's proud of it. I think him and I were the only ones who voted for it um, just because I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> Out of curiosity, Brandon, why do you want more trades? Right, it's just just it's funny to me. Oh, okay. Just there, there, there's no real rhyme or reason. Just no, yeah. Okay. It just right. it makes people like pay attention. Um, I think I know Dustin doesn't want to do this, but adding draft picks, you know, to the mix makes it a lot easier to trade. And your whole thing about Saquon getting traded in the playoffs, a it wouldn't happen because there's a trade deadline. But b like you still have to make a good trade. We're not going to just be like, yeah, okay, that that's fair. Yeah, like you're not going to surrender your second round pick the year after because you're going to be fucked. So yeah, you have to be smart about it. Yeah, and if you like, is it? Is a championship really worth giving up your first round pick? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> All right. So there we go. It didn't work for the Brooklyn Nets for three years. I just I look for, I, I'm a little worried for people like Michael Bolton who's gonna he's gonna trade away his first and fourth round pick next year just <laughs> to get into the playoffs and he's not gonna make it and then we'll I don't know we'll never see him again. <laughs> he's just trying to distance himself from all of us. He's going to trade all his draft picks for the next year. It's like, guys, I can't come on the trip because I don't have any picks. I can't come because fuck you guys. I'm going to wait for the waiver wire to open. Spent all on Gurley and Julio. They're too old. No, you know, Mike, he doesn't like change. He's going to be like, I don't want any of these things. Yeah, well, he's going to he's going to hear about them and vote too late. 
<laughs> it's true. He was the last. Actually, I don't think Tim ever voted. It's a good thing we had him on the pod. He did eventually because I told him to. Uh, I just knew what his vote was, so unless he changed it. but uh, No, it was an even 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. Do any of you know what best ball is? I've been hearing that a lot. Do you do you know what that is? In golf? It's like a type of fantasy thing? Okay. That was the only other thing I wanted that answer. It's like a, a golf, you know, couples game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like uh, already we have like a lot of really intriguing fleshed out ideas for changes proposed. Yeah. So to, so to recap, Keeper League has four votes here. Um, and it would probably be you lose the round before you drafted someone. So if you draft Jamal Charles in the third round, you'd lose your second rounder, but you can't keep your first round pick for the first year. We're getting rid of tight ends. We no, are no, right- no, 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 no. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You <laughs> sneaky, sneaky boy. Two tight ends. Super tight ends. <laughs> we'll put up to vote the waiver bidding versus last place gets the first pick. Mm. I think being able to talk through that will make it easier for people to understand because it's kind of hard to put into a poll. People are like, I don't understand this. Yeah, for sure. I'll create a sleeper, a league in sleeper and invite everyone just so they can see it. And then we can vote on whether we want to switch over since ESPN fucked us and we have now an actual record book. Yes. And then six points for a QB um, or Superflex. Love six points, boo Superflex. Yeah, exactly. Swaying the voters. Yeah, fuck Superflex. I really want Superflex. More like stupid flex. Oh, shit. Shit. Ooh. I don't know. All right, Brandon, how do you I'm come out. back from that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone put this fire out. God damn. Ooh. Brandon, you want some ice for that burn? <laughs> Oh my god. Jeff P on him. <laughs> Get that strong stream. Oh god. Yeah, uh everybody will be happy to know this was a P-less podcast. I did not urinate once. Really, I don't know. We can vote if people want me to pee more during podcasts. <laughs> or, 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 or do we want to escalate it to number 2? Do we, yeah, do we do we want the super flex of pee or poo? Uh, I could throw a shower in there. Can you please do this while you're showering? That would be amazing. I, I might send you a pizza. <laughs> the audio would be horrible. It'd be unusable. I feel like the vote there to make Dustin's life so much harder is really worth it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was everything that I had. Do we want to do another podcast before this? It's kind of a tight turnaround, Dustin. Nah, I think we should just live tweet the draft. Yeah, I think do like a mega, mega thing at the draft. I would love everyone to record their uh, after draft thoughts so we can splice them all together. That is going to be some nonsense. Yeah. Everyone's going to be so hammered. <laughs> I know, that's why I want to do it. <laughs> Michael Bolton's just going to be like, I hate this. He's going to be unconscious. <laughs> Brandon, are you going to continue your uh, devotion to cheap beer and only imbibe through the entire draft? No, no. I'm going to be focused on imbibing, but if other things get mixed in, that's okay. Oh, that's fair. That's a good point. Just remember, Jamie Lynn is watching. That's true. Ooh, that is a great place to end. Thank you, Jeff. Jamie Lynn is watching. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening once again. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.